Welcome to the Business Project. I'm your host Rahul Jacob and on this podcast you get answers to exactly what to do and how to do. While starting up, once you've identified your problem statement, community building is one of those secret hacks you can use to increase brand awareness. Apart from the organic word of mouth you receive, community feedback is a great way to refine your product offering. and this also helps increase your customer retention today we would be talking to aditya mohanty one of the founding members of the product folks this is a completely volunteer driven community for people passionate about product management in under 3 years they have grown to over 50000 active members and hosted more than 200 plus events Listen in to take pointers from what the product folks has done to build a thriving community that gives them almost instant distribution. Yeah, so uh, thanks for taking the time to do this again. Uh, pleasure to be here. The origin of product folks was actually pretty organic, right? So Swas, who's the co-founder of the product folks, he read about an event he is organizing in Bangalore, right? Back then, it wasn't even called. the product folks or it didn't have any name name to it and to that tweet i just replied saying that hey this looks super interesting can i do something in mumbai right and that's how the first two events of tpf happened the first one in bangalore second one in mumbai from there on we expanded to other cities like chennai hyderabad delhi pune uh, and several more so it was a very organic way of kick starting things to just see how how it happens right there was there were mm-hmm. uh, not many events happening uh, around then especially within product management so and we were also starting out in our careers to be product managers or had just started in this in this journey right so we thought why not create a shared space where people can come learn network and grow together so initially it was fairly an offline community where we used to do uh, one event per city across several different cities in india right at one point probably mm-hmm. 10 10 cities in india uh, that's when covid hit and we transitioned uh, to being an online community we became an entirely learning community where we offer workshops courses bunch of initiatives around helping people to grow in their careers etc but we're talking about how we got our initial set of followers it was honestly a lot of manual hard work which was involved because back then none of us were from very credential backgrounds uh, so to say uh, nobody knew mm-hmm. about tpf nobody knew about us personally as well on any network so it was a lot of manual hard work building it from the scratch we had to cold cold uh, dm people on linkedin twitter email blasts etc just to just to invite people to attend our events and what not and then uh, we used to leverage our speakers network as well right we used to get these speakers to come and speak in our events we used to leverage their networks also to uh, push our community forward and that's how like initially things grew very very early uh, stages and just like any other startup would without a lot of money to burn or without a lot of uh, early traction we kind of did it super manually early on awesome i know that product folks is largely volunteer driven right so your team and volunteers have definitely contributed a lot towards this growth as well so how did you actually go about building this team in house totally our volunteers probably are our biggest strength right now and uh, it is impossible to build a community this large without uh, having a very strong set of supporters volunteers and uh, and the team team that pulls off everything so super grateful to have a very motivated engaged team that pulls things through uh yeah. about building this team most of the people who end up joining as volunteers are people who are part of the community in some way or the other 
in the early days it used to be people who used to attend our offline events and then ask us about the community and uh, how can they help us and uh, we have been like a volunteer driven community for, from day one so we are always welcoming of people who wanted to help uh, right now the problem is slightly different we have more than 300 people applications waiting for for volunteers people who would want to contribute in the community so now we have like a set of filters to identify what kind of people do we want to onboard uh, who can help us uh, push through different initi- initiatives within the community right uh, so team building has never been a problem since the beginning since whatever we used to do was for the community there was no hidden agenda as such and people naturally liked it most of them are either aspiring product managers or people who are interested in this uh, in this uh, field of work and wanted to get started right? so this seemed like a great way for them also to accelerate their career so it kind of was a mutual fit and now we kind of spend a lot of time in honing our volunteers time honing our volunteer skill level etc and helping them be better at their job also so that's how that's how it grew initially and now of course we have more than uh, 50 uh, volunteers and ever-growing team of supporters uh, who keep contributing right so when you actually started tpf you would have faced a lot of roadblocks and challenges right like you said initially you had to dm people on linkedin um can you share about a few of those challenges that you faced in the early days totally so initially it's like a cold start problem right you need to start things from scratch you literally have to do the grunt work to set the foundation then build things from there there is no distribution which you can play towards right right now if we launch any initiative there is almost instant distribution because we have like a more than 100000 members and almost all of the social uh, media channels have uh, close to 50000 followers right now but in the early days that used to be like the biggest challenge whenever we used to launch something just getting things started was like a huge challenge uh, and one of the things which is different about communities is they don't like die like a sudden death right they gradually fade away yeah uh, so to say when we started tpf there were other communities which started in product management as well not many of them are around right now because one of the problems that communities face is you constantly need to engage you constantly need to make things happen for it to uh, for it to keep growing right so it needs continuous section continuous uh, set of initiatives from your end to uh, keep going and we are always uh, trying to predict how the ecosystem is evolving and we are positioning the community well to serve what people want right? for example earlier this year we noticed that people are super interested about web3 and crypto and blockchain and similar stuff right so we created a new smaller community called the product house which is again now reached over 40000 members and that is something that we were very passionate about also because we saw that our community members are excited about this space and they would want to learn about it right so that is something that we did we launched something called as women in product because we found that the ecosystem definitely needs more women representation and it needs more women to be pms in leadership roles and other other similar roles to grow the ecosystem together so we are always trying to predict what's coming and then try to position our community that way so it becomes easier another thing which could have been a major roadblock but we never faced any challenges like that is we are not associated with any brand or company as such we are like a very unbiased neutral community which is meant for product managers there is no hidden agenda as such there is no nothing that we are trying to sell behind the scenes in the in the name of community right so we are a pure play community and the only purpose we exist is to help people uh, become better pms enter the space of product management and similar areas so 
I'm assuming that if a community is associated with a brand, there are tons of other challenges that they need to, uh, they would uh, have to face along the way. Right? So these are, I think, some of the areas uh, which we kind of uh, grew through. And obviously, there are lots of ups and downs. When COVID hit and we were an entirely offline community, it was literally a stop of everything that we were doing. But then we quickly adapted to doing things 100% online. And that's how we begin the next phase of growth, etc. So I think it's, it's just about quickly adapting to what's coming next. And there's a, there's a space which continues to change almost every few months. So need to be very proactive, need to be very agile and nimble for you to uh, kind of uh, grow through things. So you actually spoke about one of the problems, which is engagement. So I've been a part of many groups of communities and it invariably uh, gets very spammy or people end up leaving the group because of lack of engagement. So how do you address this with the product folks and what are some of the activities that um, brand owners or community founders can do to keep the community engaged? Right. So, yeah, totally agree that we even uh, with TPF, we only measure at retention and activity of members, right? Because uh, measuring the headcount or measuring the number of members in the community is not really a great metric because there can be exclusive niche communities which can be highly engaged and super enthusiastic about uh, what they're doing, right? So even for us, it's about retention and activity. Uh, the way we kind of engage our users is mainly via doing constant expert sessions, right? Since our community is like a learning community, we bring in experts for weekly AMAs. We have product teardowns, we have mock interviews, we have video interviews that, that are done by APMs, PMs, senior leaders in different uh, startups uh, in the country and outside as well, right? So we are constantly pushing out good content uh, to our users by which they'll find things valuable. We have started doing courses now, but that is something that uh, people found appealing. So we did a product management course, which was like a PM 101 thing. Then we did for product-led growth. We did it for product analytics. We, do, we run no code and design for PM courses as well. So these these courses are pa- packaged in a way which which includes everything that you need to know about this topic. And we bring in experts to teach you about that. So a fairly simple, but fairly useful thing for everyone who's part of the community. So on an average week, the community, a community member at TPF has something or the other to look up to, whether it be a smaller session or something like a full-fledged course. There's something or the other that we keep doing to ensure that we keep our community members engaged. And it's a lot of hard work to constantly be doing things, right? And that's why I think that's where... Uh, the volunteers come into the picture. That's where uh, yeah. everything that we do kind of ties back together. Yeah. Hmm. Right. So since we're talking about community building, uh, I just want to bring up a hypothetical scenario, right? Hmm. So let's just say a business or a person has about 10,000 followers with a 2% engagement rate for hmm. all his videos that he puts up. Right. Um, so do you call that an engaged community? Um, if not, what is an engaged community according to you? Right. So again, here the definition of communities have changed over time. But if you were to think of it in a very fundamental sort of way, I would assume a very popular celeb or an influencer with a large base does have some sort of community, right? Say a movie star, when a movie launches, there's a certain fan base that is very engaged about them, that is very passionate about them, that goes to watch that movie, or they have fan clubs where they do different kinds of activities, uh, or even influencers, right? Say like a Tanmay Bhatt, uh, who calls his followers as bot army, which again, 
could be like a community which probably aligns well with almost every dynamic of an engaged community everything that he posts everything that he does is responded well to by these the set of followers right so um again we can always debate whether that is a community or not whether a instagram page or a whatsapp group or any any similar group of people can be called community or not but when we look at the very dynamics of uh, of a very engaged community i think all of these fit well within those examples right so i would definitely call them uh, uh engaged community in this case people are say uh people care about product management or design or software development or whatever the community is right in this case they yeah. kind of are passionate about a particular individual or a group of individuals right so i think everything pretty much stays the same whether it be a, a vocation or a profession or whether it be like a celeb or uh something that garners a lot of attention right so when you start a community it's almost important that you'd have to monetize it some day now if a business were to start a community as well monetization is important so how do you uh, make sure you tread on that thin line where it doesn't become too salesy or spammy but also valuable for the community so what right. are some activities that a person can do to monetize right so tpf is slightly different we are an entirely volunteer driven community where nobody draws a salary as such uh, right so mm. uh, again our core focus is not money making here uh, but we do monetize via brands etc just to keep the community running and uh, to invest that money back into growing the community and making things valuable for the people right so in this case i think if that is the goal then if a community doesn't want to be too salesy of sorts then having brand sponsorships etc is much better than charging money from users and trying to put a paywall in front of everything that we that you do right so having brands sponsors partners strategic partners things around that zone is super super useful uh, but there are on the other hand since web3 has emerged and people are toying around with newer ideas right there are nft airdrops there are initial nft sales there are Uh, membership fees that people are charging right there's a community called fwb yeah. which is like a which is valued at 100 million dollars right now which charges uh, money to get you into the community in the first place right so there have been different models that are emerging right now and even i'm following it uh, closely because uh, it is something to be curious about right because by by newer constructs like say nfts or having holding some tokens if you can get access to a community or get access to some utilities it's obviously something new that we can think of think about so several different ways to monetize of course as a business but when it comes to community obviously you are engaged at a deeper level with the people in it so brand sponsorships are a very low touch to monetize without seeming too salesy or pushy in your approach uh, and if you are trying to build an exclusive community then of course uh, getting it via uh, some sort of uh, money or some sort of effort uh, initially helps people be more active in the community and helps people be more serious about the community okay um so when a community actually grows maybe like after a year or so where there's more than 50 to 100 members that personal connection between each person tends to disintegrate right. um, so how do you ensure that even after a year and more than 100 people in the community each person still feels like they have a voice yeah yeah totally this is a problem that we care about very deeply right and we are very paranoid about that hey when we lose touch of the people within the community so we try to bake in this elements of serendipity conversations for people within the community itself right uh, now there is as yeah. much 
only as much uh, that we can be personally engage with the community a product folks run runs on slack so we have a channel called ask for help right where anyone can come in post about anything that they need help with i personally spend almost like an hour or two every week just to sit and answer on that channel right and pretty much a lot of our volunteers do the same so that is a great way for us to be really in touch with the community and understand how things are shaping and generally helping them with whatever they need right uh, it kind of follows a similar pattern when we used to do offline events when there's a offline event or a mixer we recently did a mixer called bits and uh, bits and items where we had like uh, 100 people joining in every city so again there personally i can't go and speak to 100 different people in a very engaged sort of manner but we need to make it a environment where people can chat with each other right that again is a very fundamental benefit of being in a community you are in a shared space where you can chat about your interest to each other rather than voicing your opinions out loud on say a platform which is one to many so you would have seen communities for football or f1 or cricket etc right where the weather dynamics are slightly different but again they are seeing they are seeing a shared experience right if there's a match happening or if there's a race happening they're all talking among themselves about what is happening so that again trying to bake those elements in within a community is super essential to ensuring that you are building a close knit community irrespective of how large you grow uh, obviously we are we also try to throttle the scale in some ways to ensure that we don't miss out on the quality but that is something that we are like always always thinking about and trying to ensure that we do something or the other to make sure that they are either talking to each other or they uh, or we feel that they have a voice within the community that they can that they can leverage and have a good time within the community yeah right so uh, you actually mentioned that a couple of things that you did was conducting expert sessions yeah um, are there any activities that you can share that helps grow a community correct correct so now again let's get to the root of it right so when we began our core value proposition was these offline events that we used to do right where we used to call a speaker and they used to speak 30 to 40 minutes about a certain topic and then they used to get to hang out with each other right here the main value add for them was coming to learn from a industry leader and then hanging out with peers right so that was the value add when covid hit and we had to transition online we tried to replicate a similar behavior online as well right where we used to call a speaker and where we built like an online community which is now in slack and tried to replicate everything uh, in a similar way then we tried doing courses then we tried doing mock interviews then we did tear downs and these are things that continue even now like on a re- fairly regular basis so these are things which kind of help more people join the community as well right so in 2020 we had uh, a lot of speakers from the valley come in and talk to us because we were online there were literally no bounds we need to be restricted by right so we called in people from the valley who are uh very were renowned and who are very reputable in this space so when someone like that comes and speaks within the community people are already very interested in coming right that's how we onboarded thousands of users so when we did insurgeo which is our flagship product management course that we did last year we had almost 25 to 30000 new registrations right so mm-hmm. that is massive volume in in breaking in new users by doing these initiatives so at the end of the day it's just about figuring out what people will find valuable and then doing that so that more people come and ride out so okay awesome um i think while building a community content creation is very important hmm. um is there a possibility or is there a way to actually build a community without being a content creator 
Mm, very interesting question. So, uh, content creation again can happen in ma- many different ways, right? You yourself need not sit and create that content. Uh, I do believe there has to be some value that is delivered to your community members, right? So, there has to be some content in place. Now, whether that content is user generated or generated by an expert or an industry leader or someone else is a different case. But I do believe there needs to be some content at least that needs to be delivered. Even when we are uh, talking about these sports communities or a movie community or similar thing, right? In that case, this live entertainment is the content. Uh, now, no one is creating this content that is being done by the people who play that sport or people who are entertainers in those fields, right? But there is something that people are uh, seeking value out of. So even in this case, in our case, none of us were honestly creating content in that sense. We were not uh, creating content ourselves, but we were creating content by asking speakers to join in, asking people to create pitch decks for products. And there was some content creation happening all the time. But who creates that content is kind of the second layer that that happens right so it could be user generated it could be done by an industry leader speaker or it could be a shared experience that everyone watches and then reacts to or something like that right so content definitely needs to be there i think right now the medium of value is given by content in most cases so that i think is unavoidable but how you create that content can be played around with In all cases of successful community building initiatives, the why of building a community was clearly defined. So make sure you have that answer before you start with any community building initiative. I have also linked out to an article in the show notes that talks about how startups have leveraged a community-led go-to-market strategy for launch, which made it so much more easier for them. If you want to know more about product management and join the product community, check out the product folks as well. I'm your host Rahul Jacob. Until next time, cheers.